Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We talk today to Jim Grieg, CEO of Benchmark Metals. Now they're looking to deliver 50,000 meters worth of drilling this year, followed up by a mineral resource and the delivery of a PEA. They've talked about a fast track to production. So we asked the team what their experience is in delivering that. And we talk about their finances. So enjoy that podcast. Hey, Jim, how are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you. Good, good. Thanks for joining us today. We haven't spoken since December. Lots happened since then. So uh, I guess we better talk about it. But first of all, give us that one minute overview for people new to this story. Certainly. So Benchmark Metals is a gold and silver advanced explorer in northern British Columbia, Canada. We've got a road accessible project. Does it need expensive helicopters? We are fully funded for a large program in 2020 with over $10 million in the budget. And we're embarking on up to 50,000 meters of drilling, followed by a new mineral resource estimate. And on the heels of the resource estimate, we will be planning to complete a new scoping study. That's a preliminary economic assessment. Okay, that's, that's it. We're done, aren't we? That's great update. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Wait for results and uh, let's watch our market cap move. There you go. Mining is as simple as that, folks. Um, yeah, let's, get, let's get into it, though. Okay, because when we spoke, you, you had five million in the Treasury. You're raising another five giving you circa 10 million bucks. And I kind of, you were telling me, we'd see you through the end of this year, I guess to achieve your, you know, up to 50,000 meters of drilling. So um, let's let's talk about the drilling. Where, where are you focusing it and why? So in the heart of the property, we've got five zones. And they're all within approximately uh, three kilometers uh, apart. These zones were formerly producing, uh, or several of these zones were formerly producing over 30 years ago where they were mining very, very high grade. The difference in the story this time is we believe and we've shown through current drilling that there's bulk tonnage material from surface down. So we foresee what would be several open pits at surface and the drilling uh, builds upon results from 2018, 2019 but also uh, historical data from uh, well over 30 years ago. Okay, and again, just so it reminds so people. So we're extending the zones. You're extending the zones, but it, it just reminds people of the kind of structure of you know what, what was there before, because this is an old mine. Uh, people were chasing high-grade veins, but you're coming at it from a different yes. angle, different strategy, so if you talk us through that. That's right, so when, they, uh, when this mine, the gold, uh, the Cheney gold mine, was producing, they were mining the one to five meter, very high grade veins uh, that, uh, you know, grade coming out of them was approximately half an ounce or larger. And, uh, you know, those are narrow subsets. Uh, but after a revisit of drilling in 2018 and 2019, we're showing that uh, mineralization does indeed begin right at surface, uh, but can extend for up to over 150 meters of moderate grade. And when I say moderate grade, uh, I say that loosely and proudly that, uh, you know, you can see average grades of anywhere from close to two grams over long intersections. But we've also seen six grams of near 36 meters from surface. So 
you know, 30 years ago, one or two gram material over large lengths was not economic. But 30 years later, it's, it's very economic at, at most situations. And that's because what? The recovery is better these days. Uh, recovery was actually quite good back then, uh, but it was all about gold and silver prices. Um, you know, right. so now we're at a $1,700 gold price. Back in those days, I think you were looking at approximately a three or $400 gold price. So multiples on the commodity price compared to um, when they were operating back then. Okay, so let, 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 and again, I, I want to remind myself about, you know, what, what's the game plan here? Because you can, you, we get the strategy. So it's a, it's a bulk play with some potential high grade upside. Um, but you're drilling 50,000 meters. What, what do you expect it to be able to tell you? Because if you're going to put out a resource, you must have a number in mind. That's right. So we're, we're targeting multi-million ounces after this next round of drilling. Uh, in uh, February of this year, we put out a mineral or, or rather an exploration target. And this target was based on data from one of the five zones. And we put out a range of uh, approximately uh, 1.7 to 1.9 million ounces in one single zone, keep in mind. And that had an average grade of approximately 1.7 grams per ton gold. We believe with this next round of drilling, we can expand that zone uh, in addition, increase the grade of that zone, but also bring the four other zones into a mineral resource estimate. So the message uh, in February was this was a baseline, a starter that we were looking to achieve, and we think we can move well beyond that potential. Okay. And, you're, and then obviously following that, quickly following on from that, a PEA, you're getting a sense of the economics of this thing, especially in, you know, in a gold bull environment. People are keen, well, funders are keen for people to get into production early. Are you tempted to try and accelerate it? Because you did, you, t you did talk about a fast track uh, to production uh, scenario with me in December. Is that still That's the plan? right. Right. So what does that look yeah, like? Yeah, we are indeed fast tracking. In two years, we've advanced this project very, very quickly. Given that it's a brownfield type of play where there's a footprint to former production, that allows us to move much quicker towards a production scenario. Uh, with that 50,000 meters of drilling, we're also engaging on completing some metallurgy. We have First Nations agreements signed and in place. Uh, we're already preparing for additional work in order to complete uh, that preliminary economic assessment. So all the boxes that we're ticking are geared towards completing as much as possible in a short time frame. Okay, but that's kind of easily said, right? So a, P a PEA yes. tells you so much that no one's going to get interested in a company with, with a PEA unless it's showing, showing something spectacular. There's a big room for you know error margin in a PEA. Where are you guys taking it through to and what point do you exit? Like, like any junior with a very good project, of course, we would like to exit if uh, you know, a major company came along and offered an attractive uh, value to shareholders. And so this is always in the back of our mind, how we create and generate more value for the company. And so part of that is uh, because we are road accessible and there is a footprint from former production, it allows us to move ahead much quicker in such that uh, you know, we're not cutting new roads. 
There is some um, metallurgical numbers from the past. Uh, 93% gold and 78% silver is what they achieved 30 years ago. Uh, it's a sophisticated area with the First Nations. Uh, there's a world-class gold copper mine within 45 kilometers of our project. So this is a proven and prolific area where you can build a mine. And we believe that uh, with our treasury set at just over $10 million, uh, we can achieve these three milestones within about a 12 month period. And I think that's uh, a remarkable feat given uh, we are working in Northern Canada um, and we do not need to go back to uh, the market to acquire or build more capital in order to get this done. But, you, but you, I get, what I'm trying to get at is at some point you will unless you've decided yeah. what your exit point is, right? So you've got enough money to see through to the end of this year, and then you will need to go out. And if you are going to develop right. this yourself, you're going to need to raise some capital. But you're talking the language of someone who's building something for sale. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So you know what yeah. your skill sets Absolutely. are, and you know where you're going to take this thing through to, and you're building it to be attractive for someone else to finish the job. No question. That's that is the response. We are we are building this to a scenario where we'd like to be taken out. Yeah. Yeah. Look, our skill set within management is is very good. Um, senior management's been involved in new discoveries. Uh, we have put uh, put mines into production. So we've gone the full cycle of discovery to development, construction and then finally production. Uh, but the biggest win for shareholders here is uh, to be on the path where you go from um, advanced project and then finally building it towards a large resource and then showing economics that are very viable. We think we've got all of those boxes ticked in a short time period. Uh, there's some cataclysmic uh, major moments for us and uh, you know we I've mentioned them several times, but being able to fund and pay for these three events in a 12-month period is quite a success story. And we think uh, you know if shareholders and new shareholders look at the results we've seen over the past two years, it, you know it's a it's an example of what can be achieved here. High grade that's embedded within large bulk tonnage type material at surface. Uh, that can be recovered um, from very good results at the mill. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, a robust year here with some very good news flow. Okay. And, and tell me about what people would be buying. You're going to say we're going to build a large resource. We're going to have a PEA in place. What are some of the mm -hmm. infrastructure components that are there? You talked about roads, I'm assuming power, water, all of that kind of good stuff. But what would someone be walking into? So for a, a new suitor to be looking at this uh, project, um, they would be looking, of course, as you said, access to site with roads that are already established. Um, there's there's a, a large power line that goes to the Kames copper mine, uh, which is located 45 kilometers away. So there's potential for a tie-in point there. Uh, the topography of the project is, um, is very sort of... Uh, undulating or flat rolling landscape. Uh, there's no trees. Uh, there's very little disturbance with uh, environmental and wildlife matters. Uh, as I mentioned, we do have First Nations agreements signed. 
the First Nations groups have been very cooperative and uh, working forward with us. Their interest here is simply to have good uh, job training and to have uh, new jobs into the future. Okay. Any issues with licenses, permits? What are, what are the kind of big red flags here? No, we're uh, fully permitted with fully permitted with a five-year notice of work that allows us to do all the drilling that's needed. Okay. Uh, that was uh, that was granted to us last year in 2019. Okay. Um, there's at, at the moment, there's no major obstacles other than, you know, we need to show these results and, uh, given the results that we had over the past two seasons, I think this is, you know, this is not a pipe dream. This is a reality right now. This company has a $35 million market cap. Uh, we believe we're undervalued. And if we hit all these milestones, you know, there's a chance uh, for shareholders, you know, not to make a double or a triple, but I think we'd be vaulting towards a $200 million market cap or larger. That's what we're looking for. And that's the entry point in this company. You know, the cash is there in the capital to get in the treasury to get results. Uh, when we hit and get news flow and produce these major milestone events, you know that that's that's what all shareholders are looking for is a major win uh, with multiples. It's a it's a risky game here, but the management are also big shareholders in the company, and we want to share and win with the gains of other of other people. Okay, so you've, you've talked a good game. You've been clear about what you're trying to do. You're saying it's quite attractive in terms of infrastructure, and you've, you've listed out what you're going to be able to hand over to someone at the point that they. You know, come and come and talk to you. Um, so, it begs the question: is rather than kind of say we've been there and done it before, what have you done? What are the companies where you have created shareholder value before? I want to know about your ability to deliver it rather than just talk about it. Sure. So, our our senior statesman of the company, John Williamson, who's our CEO and chairman. Um, John originally was a uh, one a big shareholder, uh, but at Kamenak Resources, he was a director and. Uh, original founder of the company. Kamenak, um, back in 2016, I believe, was sold to Gold Corp for uh, just over $500 million. Um, you know, that's that's quite a win there. In my past, uh, years ago, I worked with um, Keegan Resources, Ivan Bebek and Sean Wallace and company. And we took a company uh, from 25 cents to near $10 we built a mine in West Africa and uh, created some tremendous wealth uh, for shareholders along that ride. Um, so, and there, there's other names within our group that have uh, an established track record as well. So we're, we're working with a professional group of management here um, who have built mines and put them into production. And all of us participate in the private placements. So we are, are indeed large shareholders and we were looking to for wins along with uh, the regular retail shareholders. Okay. When we again, when we spoke last time, you were going out and talking to institutional um, funders. Um, retail is a part of the story, but it wasn't a whole part of the story. You're 34, 35 million bucks now. You want to get to 200. You talked about how you're going to do that. We do. We are at a point here where we have some institutional support. Um, our raises in the fall of 2019 involved Sprott and Eric Sprott himself. 
that also uh, involved involve, uh, getting some institutional US involvement in the story. And I believe that's part of the path forward here as we build the market cap at some point in a, a 12 month time frame when we've hit these major milestones, we'll, we'll be in a very good position to seed more institutional uh, money into the story. Uh, but we will not be doing that until the market cap is uh, achieved a much higher level, of course. Okay. Gold price obviously significantly enhanced um, since August, September last year. Um, do you think it's a much better environment for some of these catalysts to get noticed? I think last year catalysts came and went, no one cared. Um, yeah. Do you think yeah. now that gold is, is back in favor, you're going to be able to capture some of that? You, say, um, you, know, you, you talk about being undervalued, right? So do you think you're going to be able yep. to recapture some of that value quickly? Yeah, I think I think there's there is a uh, a movement, of course, towards gold. But uh, you know, the first step to making that happen is investors need need to be shown that gold mining is a real business. And what you're starting to see over the past several quarters is that the gold miners are producing some exceptionally good earnings estimates. Not only estimates, but truly are reporting earnings that are over and above expectations. And as the gold pre price increases, well, their earnings only improve because uh, they kept a very good lid on their costs. And so they, now they've created some good margins. And uh, with more successive earnings of uh, beating expectations at some point, that trickles down to the junior miners such as benchmark metals. Do you think, do you think yeah. it's true? That's what I was getting at because I think the, the producers have seen a re-rate uh, because they're creating cash, free cash flow in, in a lot of cases, which is great. But how does it trickle down and affect someone like you? Well, I th what happens is eventually all of these producers uh, need to start replacing resources and gold ounces. And that actually started years ago. So, you know, the, the catalyst for a major to take over a company like Benchmark Metals is quite simple. They are a business where they mine gold and they deplete their gold resources in the ground. And at some point, they've got to put uh, new ounces back on the shelf to mine. And that's where um, a company such as ourselves becomes attractive. We're in a low risk jurisdiction. We're advancing the project quickly. Um, uh, it's an open pitable type scenario. Uh, the capex should be well within reason compared to other jurisdictions. And we believe we will indeed be attractive once we uh, complete these milestones over the next 12 months. Okay, exciting times, Jim. Um, I guess what you're working towards is being able to show something around the economics to make sure you are as attractive as you hope. So keep in touch with us. Let us know how you're getting on. Seems to be a quick succession of uh, news flow. So we'd like to hear from you. Very good. Always a pleasure to be speaking with you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.